Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. Good morning, compa- I mean Passion. Aren't you glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. Hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas. I hope you got your heart's desire. Amen. Amen. I guess not. You didn't get your heart's desire. Well, quit belly aching and crying about it. Suck it up, buttercup. So glad to have you in the house of the Lord. God is so good. Amen. Welcome to 2024. Amen. Welcome to 2024. So far, so good. Amen. We're starting a fast tomorrow, prayer and fast here at Passion Church. And for the next 21 days, we'll be interceding. We'll be praying. We'll be sacrificing. Now, it's up to you the way you do the fast. Some of us will be doing the 21-day Daniel fast, just fruits and vegetables and seeds and nuts and yummy. Some will just be cutting out lunches or breakfasts or suppers. Others will be technology. It's up to you. Some of you, if you want to do a 21-no eating anything, praise God. I'm all for that. After service, I'll be pointing each one of you out that God has told you to do 21 days of not eating. Amen. And for 21 days, there's two things that I need you to do. One is I want you to be praying. Fasting without prayer is nothing more than a diet. And if that's all you're going to do, don't do it at all. Don't. Because you're not sacrificing to really hear from God. You're just sacrificing. And the Bible says God desires our obedience over sacrifice. So we want you to, for the next 21 days to be praying and fasting. See, at the moment you fast, you're setting aside self, flesh. Flesh has a loud voice. And it can many times speak over the voice of God. God doesn't shout. He's got a small, gentle voice. And sometimes we've got to drown out the voice of our flesh. So for 21 days, if you go to our website, passionchurch.tv, you can go there and look, learn about the fast. But we want you to be prayer and fasting. We'll be having a a prayer and praise night this month and the date just skipped my mind so I have to let you know at the end of service they'll let you know the, the date it'll be a night that we come together just to get in the presence of God we're going to pray and we're going to praise and we're going to seek his face and for these 21 days I want you one to pray for you and for your family intercede what are you needing and in fact, let me say that today before I get into my sermon. Can you do me a favor? What is that one thing you need to happen in your life this year? What's that one thing? 
For these 21 days, I want you to pray and intercede. The Bible says some things only come through prayer and fasting. So for 21 days, that thing that you've been praying God to do and hasn't happened yet, for 21 days, I want you to intercede. Here's the second thing. I want you to intercede for this house. This is your family also, amen? And I want you to intercede for the next 21 days for God's will to be done in this church. For God to equip us to reach the lost, to disciple the believers. I want you to pray for the vision of the house and the mission of the church. And I want you to be praying for the, for the leaders and the staff and the volunteers. Lift us up by name. Call us out. And let's, for the next 21 days, intercede and pray for God to do something amazing at Passion Church. Here's what I'm asking for. That this is going to be the best year yet. Amen. That's what I'm believing for. That this is going to be the best year yet. For some of you, you need a healing in your body. Some of you need a healing in your family. Some of you a healing in your spirit and your soul. But we're believing God's going to do it this year. Amen. So if you know more about it, go to our website. Learn more about our prayer and fasting. Starts tomorrow. I know what some of you are going to do today. You're going to eat like you haven't eaten in a long time. That's all right. I'll be right there with you. But take this seriously. Pray. Intercede and fast. Amen. And to me, here's a couple of things. One is pray. Here's another thing is, is make sure you stick to it. But also, let me say this. Don't let your moments become legalistic. Let them become lessons. Here's another thing the Bible tells us, and I'm very intentional about this. Don't walk around letting everybody know you're fasting. In fact, the Bible says we're to kind of put oil and water on our face to make us look fresh. In other words, if you go around bragging about your fasting, stop doing it. Because your flesh has crept back in. And that's not what the fast is about. Amen. We're not going to tell you how to do the fast. I'll leave that up to you. Whether it be the Daniel fast, however you're going to do it, it's up to you. But do something. Amen. Don't fast work, okay? Some of you are, I'm fasting work for the next 21 days. Don't do that, amen. You may, but you get fired. I was at my mother's house right after Christmas. We got to be there on New Year's Eve. A New Year's tradition in, in my family uh, is to actually do uh, black eyed peas. Anybody do that? Black eyed peas. It's supposed to give you a better New Year. It's good luck. We don't believe in luck, amen. So we just we're just eating black eyed peas. But I wanted to know where that came from, so I started doing research. You know, Google will tell you everything, right or wrong. So I started Googling, and I ended up coming across a story. They begin to talk about the watch night. Now, not the original watch night with John Wesley in January 1st of 1740. 
But there was a watch night that happened in 1862. December 31st, 1862. It was on this watch night that some had gathered for something that would be life-changing for them. That night, a group would gather in a church. Some freed, some still enslaved. And they would wait that night praying and interceding for Abraham Lincoln to sign the Emancipation Proclamation. It had been approved earlier that year. But on midnight, 1862, Abraham Lincoln will be signing freedom into the lives of many. I can only imagine that watch night, that New Year's Eve. Not a New Year's waiting for a new year to come across, but a New Year's saying next year, in a few moments, I will be a free man, a free woman. No more bondage. I don't belong to anybody anymore, but I'll be free. I'll be free. And as I read that, I I thought to myself, how about we do that this year? That as we stand on the cusp of a new year, a new beginning, we have a fresh start. That we can say this year, I'm going to be free. Not in bondage, not held down, not held back, not tied up. That for 2024, I'm going to walk in the freedom that God has given me. It already belongs to you. It's already yours. See, those men, to be honest with you, Abraham Lincoln had already signed. He had already said the the Emancipation Proclamation was already in effect. But until that night when he wrote it down, you've already been freed. And he wrote it with his blood. For the next few weeks, I want to talk to you about freedom. Some of you need freedom from a sin. You got an addiction in your life and you're struggling. For some of you, you need freedom from fear. You are all bound up with fear. For some of you, you need freedom from mindsets. A mother, a father, a situation, a tragedy has set your mind in in order and you've been living this way forever, believing the lies of the enemy that do not and are not applied to your life. For some of you, it's an attitude. Look at your neighbor and say, you got an attitude. For some of you, you know what? You're a believer in Christ Jesus. You love Jesus. He's the Lord of your life. The problem is you hadn't told your face. Your face needs to hear that you're a believer in Christ Jesus. That you're a follower of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Your attitude, can I say it? Don't get mad at me. My dad will get mad at me. But your attitude sucks. 
of anybody, anybody that shall walk around with a smile on their face, happiness in their heart, it's you as a believer in Christ Jesus. For some of you today, it's a, a situation you're in the middle of. You've been held down by something that has happened in your life. And I get it. Maybe it wasn't your fault. But it's time in 2024 to break out, to break free, and to walk in what God has called you to walk in. And that's freedom. The Lord led me that I wasn't going to preach. Just let me tell you this story. I got to get going. Her hands are getting tired. I just like to hear Miss Julie play. She's amazing. New Year's Eve, or actually the day before New Year's, I can't remember. When was last Sunday was New Year's, right? Or New Year's Day? Eve, thank you. I had someone preaching for me in Wichita Falls and come to find out he had forgotten. He was sick. And I find out that night and I'm freaking out. I had my son, I said, son, get your camera. I'm gonna do a video and we'll send it and they can show the video. And when I did, I said, I said, God, what am I gonna speak on for this night? And when I did, the Lord gave me this passage. And within about five minutes, I began to write down everything the Lord was telling me. And we shot this video. If you know me, I can't shoot a video once. It takes about 20 tries. We did about 20 tries. We finally got the video shot. I said, all right, Austin, send it to Kenny right now. And we could not get that video to send. No matter what we did, it wouldn't go. Finally, I talked to the guys on the speak. He said, listen, I'm going. Don't you worry about it. I'm going to be there. And I thought to myself, then, Lord, why in the world did you make me have to do this? And I know why now. Because this is the Lord, the word the Lord wanted to speak over this house today. I want you to look at Isaiah 43. And let me tell you how I know it was God's word. That Sunday I went to church in Shalot, North Carolina. And the guy preached on the script, this very scripture I'd gotten that night. He said, forgive the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I want you to remember that part right there. This place heavily in my sermon. Do you not perceive it? I make an away in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this word that we're about to receive. I pray that every heart and every mind to be open to receive, God, what you've got in store. And Lord, let not one, not one, leave this house the same way that they came, but be blessed by your word and your presence. In Jesus' mighty name, and the body said, amen. And amen. I want to share with you, if you read that in the message form, it says it this way, forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. 
Be alert. Be present. Amen. I want you to remember that part. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the deserts and rivers in the badlands. This year, I want you to walk in freedom. That whatever's held you down, we're going to break it off. And Isaiah here, they're, the Israelites are in captivity to the Babylonians. And this is a verse in the chapter and a book of the Bible that they're just repeating what's been in other verses and other chapters about how to find freedom from the Babylonians. And as you read in these verses here, you begin to see Isaiah and what he begins to share and he begins to lay out is that, listen, there's hope. There's hope for freedom. There's an opportunity for liberty. You may not perceive it. You may not see it yet. You may not understand it. You may be in the thralls of your addiction. You may be underneath the power of whatever that is that's got control over you. But I want you to do me a favor. I want you to lift up your head. I want you to stop looking at what you're struggling with. And I want you to begin to perceive that God is in the middle of your circumstance, your situation. And God's about to bring freedom if you allow him. You got to allow them. You got to give it to them. The first thing, I want you to write this down today. Your dwelling today determines your destination tomorrow. Your dwelling today determines your destination tomorrow. He said, forget the former things. Forget it. Now, I know what you're going to say. How do I forget it, Pastor. It's still going to be in my mind. Forget about what the power it has over you. Forget about the mistakes that you've made. You can't go back now. It's in the past. It's yesterday. There's not a thing you can do anymore. But I love what Paul said. And I never quite understood it at first. Paul said, I have no regrets. Excuse me. You killed Christians. You in prison, believers of Christ Jesus, and you have no regrets. It's not that he's saying, I didn't do anything wrong. It's not that Paul was saying, I didn't make mistakes. It was Paul saying this, I will not dwell in the land of yesterday's mistakes and problems and issues because if I live in yesterday, I'll never do anything for today. Yeah, but pastor, you don't know my mistakes. I don't care. But pastor, it was pretty bad. Fine. But pastor, you, you, listen, if I were to tell you, it would make you cringe and you would be afraid or you'd be worried or you'd think bad about me. No, I would think the same thing that God does, that we're all human, we all make mistakes. That's why God the Father sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die upon a cross that through the shedding of his blood, all of my sins, past, present, and future would be erased by the blood of Jesus Christ. See, the way you start this year is saying, I, I, I'm starting fresh. I'm starting new. My past is the past. It's behind me. I'm not going to dwell in that land anymore because dwelling in the land of my mistakes will never allow me to do what God's called me to do currently. Stop reliving it over. 
Stop thinking about it. You've messed up in 2023. Anybody do anything wrong in 2023? Raise your hand. If all of you don't raise your hand, you're liars. If you didn't raise your hand, you're a little pretentious. Amen. And nobody likes pretentious people. You get on our nerves. Listen, some of you probably made mistakes this week. In fact, some of you probably made mistakes yesterday. In fact, if I can be honest, some of you on the way to church today probably made some mistakes. Amen. But praise God for his grace and his love. That doesn't give us an excuse to keep sinning. That doesn't tell us all right to keep doing things wrong. What that does is when we have messed up, when we have made a mistake, listen, what we do is say that is behind me. I ask God's forgiveness. I ask God's grace over my circumstances. And I believe that God has forgiven me and the things of my past are the things of the past. And I walk into the future not holding on. Philippians 3.13 says this, Brethren, I do not count myself to apprehend it. I love this. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to the things which are ahead. In other words, Paul is saying, I cannot stretch my hand to reach what is in front of me if my hands are behind me trying to hold on to the past. He says, I can't do it. It's impossible. See, some of you, I heard this recently, some of you spend more time looking in the rear view mirror than you do the windshield in front of you. Why do you think the windshield in front of you is bigger than the little mirror in front of you? You're supposed to spend more time looking out the window instead of looking in the rear view mirror. But most of you spend more time looking in the rear view mirror and that's why you keep getting in crashes that's why you keep hitting things in front of you. That's why you don't see the warning signs. That's why you don't understand that God is saying, stop looking behind you and start looking in front of you because I've got good things for you if you will do it. Well, Pastor, this just sounds like one of those things of trying to wash away and forget what I've done wrong. It is. It is. Praise God that we've got that. Praise God that we've got a God. Listen, the Bible says he takes our sins and, and, and throws them as far as from the east to the west in the depths of the sea, never to remember them again. Even God doesn't remember our sins. I recently had someone ask me that, do you really believe? I said, I've got to go by what the word of God says. And the word of God says he doesn't remember to how he chooses not to remember. I don't know. But what I do know is, is that when I keep bringing up something I've asked for forgiveness for, my God keeps going, what are you, what are you talking about? John, I don't understand. You, you keep bringing up this thing to me. I don't know what you're talking about. That's not in my mind. I'm not thinking about that. John, you're the one that keeps bringing this up. The only reason I remember the sins of your past is because you keep bringing the sins of your past up in your present situation. But John, I want you to understand I'm not remembering them. Amen. Amen. And for some of you, thank God he doesn't remember your past. Amen. Now, listen, I'm right there with you. 
I'm a preacher and I'm perfect, but the rest of you. I was talking to a guy one day and he was always talking about his preacher. I said, man, your preacher must be awesome. He must be perfect. He said, oh no, he's not perfect. And in fact, that's one thing I love about my preacher. He'll get from the pulpit and tell you he committed a sin that week. And he said, it makes it all the more where I can understand and hear what he's saying. Because I know that I, listen, none of us is perfect. Not one of us. Amen. So we've got to forget those former things. We've got to, listen, let it go. Listen, it's right here. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. You're a new creation, a new creature. You're not who you used to be. You're not the sum that you used to be a liar. You're not the sums that you used to do drugs. You're not the sums that you've committed uh, infidelity. You're not the sums of all the mistakes that you could have made in your past. That isn't you at the moment that you get saved. I don't know how to express that to you. You're a new creation. God begins to take off the old. Remove the bad. Strip the things that don't belong to you. And you become a new creation. You don't get saved and just get new things added to you. You get saved and you become new. I need you to hear that. You don't get saved and new things get added to you. You get saved and you become new. The old is gone. You're not who you used to be. You're not that liar, that cheat, whatever. Listen, and, and let me say this. Be humble about your past, amen? Be humble about your past, but be confident in your future. Say, I'm not going to brag. I know I was worthless. I know I was terrible. I know I made mistakes, but I'm telling you, I'm not the sum of my mistakes, but I am who God has defined me to be. Ephesians 4.31 says it this way. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away. See, the thing is, when you hold on to what you used to be, you're still holding on to the sin. Well, no, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm sad what I did and I just feel like I got to. Listen, God doesn't desire to punish you. Do you know that? Now, I know some of us as dads, our kids will do wrong and they will get on our everlasting nerve. And, and listen, sometimes we're not spanking because we want to make them better. We're spanking because they made us mad. Don't get all perfect parent on me. Well, I don't even spank my children, Pastor. Well, don't bring your kids to my house then. <laughs> I'm just playing. I will make some parents mad very quickly that way. It's not my fault that you're wrong and don't know the word of God. But anyway, I'm just playing to stop. I'm just joking. You got to learn to let go and let God. He's got your past. Number two, write this down. Persuade your perception to see the potential. Persuade your perception to see the potential. This is what he says. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Can I ask you to do something this year? Can you stop seeing the negative in everything? 
Can you stop seeing the bad in your tomorrow? Can you stop waiting for the next shoe to drop? Can you stop thinking that the enemy's going to get you? Can you for 2024 look into the new future and say, I'm going to persuade my, listen, I'm going to persuade my perception to see the potential of what God wants to do in my life. I'm going to believe it. God wants to do something. Listen, I'm of the belief that God has a call on everybody's life. Every one of us. I don't believe we're called, listen, get mad if you want. I'm, I do not believe we're called to just sit in a congregation and sit in a church and get fed the word of God and get fat, spiritually fat, and walk out the door. I don't believe in that. And you'll hear me say it a thousand times. I believe that everybody in this church is called to do something in this church. Amen. And I will keep riding you and asking you and making you feel bad until you do. And it's not for my benefit. It's not for me to, to use you. It's because I believe that none of us were called here to have a job or to get married or even have children. We were called to this earth to serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and to dedicate our life to his kingdom and to his glory. And if you would do that, God will take care of your job. If you would do that, God will take care of your spouse. If you would do that, God will take care of your children. But many of you have been held back by your past and the mistakes that you've made and you can't see your potential. All you can see is your problem. Can you start persuading your problems to get out of the way and persuade your potential to get in front of you? And say, God, I know in the name of Jesus Christ, great things are in store for me. And can I say this to you? And also sometimes what you perceive to be failure was just God's way of moving you on to something greater. Amen. Can you, can you, can you accept that? That sometimes what you perceive to be failure was God just kicking you out of the nest, getting you out of the contentment, getting you out of the easy to get you to something better. That God wanted you to believe that you were greater than where you were because he had something greater for you in the future. Y'all got me preaching today. Uh, listen, we're just, we're just going to preach all three services. Y'all just stay here the whole time. We'll let the other group come in. Anybody remember two, three-hour long services? Everybody, I'm, yeah, I've been there. I'm too old to preach that long. Persuade your potential or persuade your perception to see your potential. Get rid of the negative. Stop believing, start believing the positive. Accept what God has in store for you. Here's number three. Remember, there is always a way through your wilderness. As we close, I want you to hear me. Learning your life that there will always be a way through your wilderness. Listen to this. I am make a way, make it a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Some of you are saying, Pastor, I can't see my potential because of all the things I've got to go through to get there. 
God, you don't, listen, pastor, you don't understand what, what I've got to overcome. You don't understand what I'm facing, the difficulties, the, the challenges. Pastor, you don't understand it. It's impossible. Can I tell you, there is nothing impossible for God. God can do all things. See, that's how the children of Israel were feeling as they're in bondage to the Babylonians. They're hearing these words from Isaiah and they're thinking to themselves, it's never gonna happen. It's never gonna take place. We're gonna live in the middle of this bondage forever. And at that moment, he begins to say, I'm telling you, and you listen to me. You understand, I'm making a way where there seems to be no way. I'm opening up doors you thought could never be opened. See, I'm speaking, I'm prophetically speaking these words over your lives today. For some of you, it's a, it's a job you've been praying for and believing for, a promotion. I'm speaking today that God is making a way where there seems to be no way. For some of you, it's your marriage. You thought it's over. You thought there was no chance. That the only thing on your horizon was divorce, but I'm telling you, God's making a way where there seems to be no way. For some of you, it's, it's bitterness and anger. Something happened to you as a child and you've been bitter and angry most of your life. You never thought you could ever experience joy again. And I am telling you today that God is making a way to bring joy and peace back in your life again. I want you to get that word impossible out of your life. And I want you to listen. Because it failed once doesn't mean it will fail twice. You need to hear that. You know the parts I hate when I go to a doctor? Well, tell me about your family. Does your mama have a history of heart problems? Does your daddy have a history of disease? I always hate that because I feel like at that moment they're speaking over my life something yes I get it biological I get it but see that same thing some of you apply to your spiritual life oh my daddy was an alcoholic so I'm going to be an alcoholic my dad died young, so I'm going to die young. My grandfather was an alcoholic. At the age of 15 years old, my mama said, no, I will not become what he is. At the age of 15 years old, my mama left and left for Virginia, went all the way to South Carolina to a Christian school. My God broke that off my mom's life. She became the, a bishop's, a pastor's wife and a bishop's wife. 
For some of you, you keep speaking generational curses over your life. And it's time to stop. It's time to stop. I'm speaking freedom over your life. I'm speaking freedom. I'm telling you today, the, the sins of your past will not become the sins of your future. Some of you keep struggling and worrying, well, I'm going to repeat my pattern. I'm going to do what I've done in the past. I'm telling you in the name of Jesus Christ, it is broken, broken off your life this morning. You will not return or dwell in the land of your past sins, but you will step into your current with God's power and God's righteousness and God's holiness over your life. For some of you, it's physical. By His stripes, I am healed. I don't even think about it. This year I've had two surgeries. If you'd have heard me this year, last year, or last January this time, I'd been talking like this. I had a nodule in my voice. I guess because I preached so much. And I had to have it removed. I'd have a thing cut off my face. I didn't even think about it, to be honest with you. Because I know God is in the middle of my healing. It did hit me for one moment when I came out of surgery. And for about the week following, I could barely talk. And for one moment, Fear crept in. And I thought, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to preach anymore. I've never had a fear like that. I thought, God, I'm done. But slowly but surely, my voice came back. And slowly but surely, I begin to do what God called me to do. For some of you, it's been slow. But for 2024, it's going to be sure. God's going to do it this year. Will you bow your head, close your eyes. If you're needing something miraculous to happen, It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.